an eventful finish to the race for you, but uh, overall, despite a little issue in the pits, uh, a very strong finish. How important is that momentum heading into May? Yeah, it's uh, you know it's always good to be on the podium. Um, you know, I think uh, it was definitely, as you said, an eventful day for us. You know, we took a pretty big gamble to start on news reds. Um, you know, for for the initial part of the race, uh, they were pretty good. I think I abused them a little too much. You know, trying to hold the gap with with uh, Rossi, um, and you know the rears just kind of fell off, and we plummeted a bit there, especially on the last sort of four or five laps. Uh, and then the crossover, we knew we were going to be in trouble, you know, just because it's a bit of a momentum track. And if you stay out longer, you're going to jump the people in front. So uh, the two Penske's jumped us. You know, I think we uh, maintained uh, the gap there, had a pretty good race with Will. Uh, he overshot one, which, you know, got us that spot. And, and then, uh, you know, we, we really just tried to hold uh, with, with Joseph there. Um, and then actually we got, I think it was Ed Jones got in between us and, and wouldn't uh, really help us there. So that gap, you know, kind of opened up. But after that, we had that, uh, I think 18 or 20 second pit stop there, which uh, you know definitely killed us. But the car was really strong on the on the new reds on the last stint. You know we were able to catch that pack and and uh, you know get Hunter Ray, and then we had the fight there with with Graham, and and um, you know ultimately ended up on the podium. Joined also by our second place finisher Joseph Newgarden driving the number two Hitachi Chevrolet for Team Penske. Joseph, you said at the beginning of the season that consistency was really going to be very important for you for this season, and that's what you felt might have been lacking last season. You haven't finished outside of the top four yet. How important is, is that consistency? Are you checking off that, that checklist so far? Yeah, so far. I mean, we, you know, we've had um, certainly a lot of uh, good fortune this year uh, compared to last year. You know, I mean, we haven't had any yellows go, go away from us. Whereas it seemed like last year was every other race towards the end of the season, um, we just couldn't we couldn't get the strategy right. We couldn't get the brakes when we needed them. This year it seems to be flowing pretty easily. We're not getting the odd yellows um, or, or odd mix-ups that, that put us back those those couple places. So it's been very very solid. The car has been good. Um, you know I think we're slowly chipping away at things, trying to find out you know how to how to how to have a good street course car, how to have a good road course car. We're going to find out where we're at next month in the ovals, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, I think the guys are doing a great job. Today was, um, you know, really a, a nice race, really, really well executed, I thought, by the boys. They did a good job. And, uh, you know, we'll take a P2. Alex was too quick today, I think. You know, him and Andretti did a great job. So congrats to them for the win. Um, just a little short. So we'll try and find that performance uh, for the next race. Questions for Joseph and Scott. Yes, Robert, up front. Uh, Scott, I was wondering if you've had a chance to, to see the, the, the blocking penalty that, that Graham took. Have you seen it on replay yet or anything like that? Uh, I saw it firsthand, yeah. Well, I understand. I understand. <laughs> um, but I'm asking because, honestly, I'm no expert. I'm here once a year, Scott. But the TV guys were saying Graham should be on the podium, that he should not have been penalized. Yeah, you're not meant to, you know, you're not meant to react, and that's exactly what he did, you know, and, and it forced me to hit him. I had to break, you know, get off the throttle. So, you know, I think uh, when you're having to avoid somebody, it's definitely, uh, you know, when they've done it, reaction. I think had he not defended or, or, or reacted the way he had done, we would have got the pass easily done. So, you know, I think it was... Uh, yeah, is what it is. You know, we're we're going to be okay with it. They're not going to be happy with it, but that's uh, that's the way it is. You know, I think Graham's definitely been racing on the edge. You know, definitely at Barbary. You know, some pretty risky uh, kind of situations too. So, um, you know, it is what it is. We'll just have to move on. You know, good friends with Graham. You know, there's there's no hard feelings there, but uh, you know, you, you you still have to give everybody some space. Yes, sir. 
Joseph, going into the month of May, of course, the big deal is the Indianapolis 500, but the first one beforehand is, of course, the road course where you yet to get your first ever top 10 in that road course. What is you going to have to take for you with the consistency you have to improve on that road course that will help you in the championship trail? Uh, I just have a solid race. You know, we probably should have finished second there last year, but I made a mistake um, last year. So, yeah, just don't do that and you'll be fine. Other questions? Yes, Bruce. Uh, the battle with uh, Will Power there looked pretty fierce for a while before he uh, ended up in the runoff. What was that fight like? Turn to me. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was interesting. You know, I think we we Alka was definitely very strong on the blacks um, behind both Joseph and and uh, Will. It was you know definitely backing us up a little bit. Um, you know, we had a pretty good run on Will. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Will figured he was at a different corner or what, but, man, he, he was trucking. Um, but uh, had he pulled it off, it was going to be exceptionally good. But, yeah, it was just one of those things. You know, he's trying to defend. He tried to break extremely late and, and uh, looked like he locked his rears there and, and, and just had to, to, you know, go in the runoff. But, um, you know, Will's, Will's a lot of fun to race. always very clean and, and uh, respectful. Other questions for Scott and Joseph? Yes, Mary. For both of you, congratulations for hard-fought race here. Uh, but looking ahead, I think there's a test April 29th at uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The universal car may not have been exactly what everybody wanted last season in, in, at the Indy 500. Do you know what the uh, intention is of IndyCar uh, in terms of making the car a little more racy? there, like making passing more possible, and, and are they going to use this test coming up to kind of help determine that? You could probably speak better than that. I think it's a manufacturer test, right? I don't know. Is it not? Is it, is it an open I think it's an open yeah. test, yeah. I think, I, I think I uh, what Mary's referring to is April 24th, the open yeah, test at, the at IMS. Okay. You can we come if you want to. Yeah, I think we are going, right? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, I know we're doing a road course test in an oval. Yeah, okay, yeah. so, yeah. Um, no, I don't think you can change anything now. You know, everything's pretty set. We did a lot of testing in the off-season. Um, you know, Firestone did a very good job of, at bringing a different tyre, which I think helped a lot of the issues that we had uh, last year as far as, you know, trying to complete passes and, and get close to cars. Um, and then IndyCar did a good, a good job on the engineering side to, to create at least a... Some options of packages, you know, do, you know, if we if we do see some very, you know, uh, hot ambient conditions, um, just to, to give the car a bit more of a window to operate in. So, you know, I think we're pretty set. I think it's mostly just, yeah, trying to run some more miles around Indy. Patrick. Uh, the late race was lacking in a little bit of a pizzazz. To be polite. Um, what could they do to spice things up a little bit here? More tire dig, bigger bigger delta between the blacks and the reds. What do you guys think they might want to take a look at for the future? Yeah, this is a this is a honestly a very straightforward race. Um, you know, maybe it, maybe it needs a small adjustment. Uh, the tires are pretty friendly here. Um, you know, it's a pretty simple two stop. So you know, all that added together, you're not going to get uh, as much action as you get at other tracks. Um, so, yeah, maybe there's, there's a little bit of room to, to think about it. But I think it's just because it's such a straightforward race. There's not a lot you can really do strategy-wise to mix it up that's effective. Um, so I think that's why it produces what it did. Yeah, I think it almost needs, needs to be a longer race. I think the IndyCar were trying to make it a longer race, but they kind of got turned down on that effect. So, 
Um, it is an easy two-stopper for everybody, um, so it makes it pretty bland. Um, and yeah, both both tyres are good. You know, I think you see a little bit of you know a little more, little more dig on on the reds if you use a you know a U set, but you know all in all they they make the you know the 30 laps if you need to get them pretty easy. Question from Bruce. The two of you have both had races where you start on the pole, you can do no wrong, go on, drive away from the field and win the race. That seems to be uh, Alex's agenda, especially here. If he starts on the pole, he's got a pretty good chance he's going to win the race. What is it about him that just seems to suit this track so well from the pole, or is it, does it suit everybody that starts okay. on the pole? <laughs> you want me to go? <laughs> well... Um, I don't know. I don't know that I have a good answer for that. Um, I mean, he was, you know, he was quick today, and he started on pole, and it's a straightforward race. Um, I think that's what it produces, you know. If, um, yeah, I mean, we've all had those days, like you said, Scott's had those days where he's just rapid and you know starts on pole and just kind of walks away. You know, same with me. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they've been very strong here. It seems like Andretti in general, I think, have have had a very fast car here. And uh, Alex certainly, you know, knows his way around this place. So, I mean, it's just good ingredients. You know, it's a straightforward race. That's the type of race you want to start on the pole. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions for Scott or Joseph? Yes, Aaron. This was the 21st race for the Universal Air Kit. So how did that impact today? What's like uh, the start of the season so far? How is it making its impact now that it's over a year old? How did it, what? <laughs> because it's its 21st race on the Aero Kit, how did that impact today? Yeah, basically a year on, you're returning these tracks the second time with this car. How did it play into the race today? Pretty similar to last year. I don't really notice a difference personally. Yeah, I, I think that you know the race in general is is a little bland just because of the strategy options. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's you can catch somebody pretty quickly, but again, you know, I think even what we saw with the with the um, manufacturer kits, it's still pretty hard to to pull off a path, especially with overtake if you can use it to defend. Um, but I think you know towards the end there with Dig, you know, we were able to pick a couple of cars off there. Um, you know, it's just I think. It's hard, right? But for Firestone, they can probably make a tire that's got a lot of dig, but you know nobody's really going to like it. But um, maybe that's what they need in the future. Yeah. Any other questions, gentlemen? Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. We'll be joined shortly by Andretti Autosport team owner Michael Andretti and shortly afterwards race winner Alexander Rossi. Hi, how are you? Good, congratulations. We continue our Acura Grand Prix press conference, joined now by Andretti Autosport team owner Michael Andretti, the winning team owner here at the race here in Long Beach. Also, Andretti Autosport's 200th win across all of their team platforms. Michael, congratulations. Congratulations on that honor. Um, as a team owner, what does that mean to you to be able to celebrate that? Is the next one? Here we go. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. You know, I'm, uh, I'm so proud of uh, what we've been able to accomplish in, I think, a short period of time to get to 200. And, you know, we've had so many great uh, people help get us there. You know, I was just told we had 38 driver, different drivers that won for us over the years to get us to this point. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great feeling. I'm just so happy for, for the whole team because uh, they've earned it. And uh, to do it here in Long Beach even makes it that much more special because Long Beach has always been a special place for all of us, the Andretti family. And, uh, you know, for me, I won my very first race here and my very last race uh, here. So, uh, you know, it's very special. And I was really happy we were able to get it done here. And not only are you celebrating that, that milestone win here, but in dominating fashion with Alexander winning today, when you have a race weekend like this, what are your emotions as a team owner? Uh, just, it's, it's really exciting and really happy and proud. You know, it's, a, it's one of those things, you know, it's just one of those races that everything just, I know it was a, maybe not the most exciting race, but I, I can tell you for, for uh, Alex, he loved that boring, boring race <laughs> because, uh, uh, you know, I think the whole time you're just holding your breath, hoping a yellow doesn't come out, and, uh, and it didn't. And, you know, then we were able to keep our lead and, and bring it home. And uh, he drove flawlessly all weekend. I mean, that lap that he did qualifying, I think, was the difference as well. I mean, you know, to be able to start on pole here is a big advantage. And, and uh, he just put the, t together a great lap there in the end. So uh, um, that, that was really the big difference. We're four races into the NTT and Car Series season so far. If you can, just give us an overall assessment of, of your, your overview of the team's performance this season so far heading into May. Yeah, we've been competitive. Um, you know, I was hoping to win races before we got here, but uh, I'm really glad that we've finally been able to break the ice and get it done. Um, we've had competitive cars in, in all the races, but it seems like we've always had something go wrong for us, uh, but uh, you know, everything went perfect uh, today, which uh, helps make up for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Any questions for Michael? Yes, Bruce. Forgive me if this is a lot of hyperbole, but you it's already Alex. asked me a question. You I know. Do it again? Yes. Uh, like I said, forgive me for the hyperbole here, but is Alex the best pure racer you've seen since yourself? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's a. I think he's a great driver. Uh, I think we saw it in him from the moment he sat in one of our cars, and uh, you know we knew we had someone special here. And uh, he's been, he's been great to have a part of the team. Um, you know he spends a lot of time at the race shop. Uh, you know he's become a part of this team and a part of our. You know we call it a family. And uh, you know it's it's uh, it's been great. You know I hope uh, I hope he can be here for many many years. Yes, Mark. Uh, hi, Michael. I don't hi. know if you remember this, but in 1999 or 2000, I had interviewed you and your father together in the motor, motor coach, and I had asked Mario the question at the time you were still driving, if he would ever consider being a team owner, um, and he was lukewarm, but I remember your eyes lighting up at that time. When did you finally decide that you wanted to be a team owner? At what point? Did you, did you say, hey, this is what I want to do? And did you ever imagine that you would be this, this successful? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was probably around that time, to be honest with you, when I you know, was getting close to the end of my driving career. And you know, I'm starting to look at, okay, what am I going to do beyond driving? And, and uh, you know, I love racing. It's been my whole life. And uh, you know, I thought that 
you know, one of the things I liked was the business side of the racing. I always did, even when I was a driver. Um, you know, I was always involved with guys like Carl and things like that, with setting the team up. And, and, and so, um, you know, I just, uh, at that point, though, I just know if the, the opportunity would ever come up to do it, you know, because it's trying to find the right team and being able to do it where you can afford to do it and things like that. And I was very lucky that... Uh, you know, I was driving for Barry Green, and he was at a point in his career where he was ready to, to get out, and he had a great team that was under him, and, and uh, he gave us a really good deal to come in and, and purchase a team. And, you know, it's, uh, did I ever expect to be, you know, at 200 wins at, uh, you know, over, I don't know how many years it's been, 15 or whatever? Uh, no. I mean, I think uh, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of hard work. Uh, it's definitely different being on this side of it, you know, being an owner over a driver. But, uh, you know, it's got its challenges, but it also has its rewards. And, and uh, you know, for me, it, it still gives me a reason to get up in the morning, you know. And it's, it, it's always a challenge or something new and something you have to deal with every day. And, uh, you know, I like challenges. Yes, sir. Michael, you talk about the history of this track, but... The drivers yesterday were talking about, specifically Alex and, and the others, about how competitive it is here, specifically at Long Beach. Typically, the whole field is covered by a second. Last year and this year, again, I mean, he just dominated in qualifying, right? three-tenths or more. Yeah. And that's just, for one, to do it one time is something, but to do it twice. Can you talk about the specialness of that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, what he's done the last couple of years is pretty amazing. Because as you said, it's really difficult to even get a tenth of a second advantage at this track. And uh, that's why when he put that three tenths on, on Scott, I was like, wow, that was a big lap. And, uh, and then in the race, so, you know, he, that's about, he pretty much kept that advantage, you know, and took it into the race. And, and uh, because there were no yellows, then he took advantage of it and was able to stretch to a, whatever, 20-second lead. And, uh, yeah, um, he's special, you know. He, he really loves this place. He goes really well around here. And... Uh, you know, it's treated him well, luck-wise as well. So it was good. Any other questions for Michael? Yes, sir. Hi, Michael. J.C. Agajanian. Yes, sir. First of all, we're so thrilled that the Agajanians are associated with you. But I love having you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. um, the difference between a driver winning and an owner winning, I haven't been able to ask many guys that, yeah. but... Is it the same? Can you give me an idea of where, what's more, which one's more exciting? Are they equal? They're different. Um, you know, I think uh, when you win as an owner, it's like a real shared win, you know, uh, and you're just happy, not really for your, just for yourself, but everybody in the team, you know, and yeah, and uh, whereas with a, as a driver, it's more feel, feel like self-accomplishment, you know, so uh, uh, it is different, um, you know. They're both great in a different way. Yes, Josh. Yes, Michael. First off, congratulations Thank on the you. win. Um, you drove for some pretty prolific owners. You drove for Paul Newman, Carl Haas, and Barry Green. Um, is there anything specific that you've taken from, from the three of them that you've applied into owning your own team? Oh, no question. Yeah, I learned a lot. Um, probably mostly in my years with Carl. Um, you know, I... Uh, uh, you know, I was really close to Carl and Paul, and, and you know, they, they always listened to my, what I had to offer, and, and they would, you know, listen and do things that I would suggest, which was really awesome, and, 
and maybe that's why it gave me the confidence that maybe I had a little bit, I knew a little bit what was going on, and, and, uh, but I did learn a lot from them. Um, I got to say, when, I'm on, when I was a driver, there'd be times where I'd wonder, what the heck are you doing? Why are you making this move and that move? And, you know, it doesn't always make sense to you as a driver, but when you get on the other side of it, now I understand a lot of the thinking and the way they were doing things and why they were doing things, you know, it's, it is definitely different, um, you know, being on the other side. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was very, very lucky to drive for, you know, guys like them, Chip, I drove for, and, you know, it started with Maury Cranes, actually, uh, helping me get my first win here in the Craco car in, in 86. So I, I had some real characters that uh, had his bosses that, uh, uh, you know, Give me great memories. Thanks. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome to stay or you're welcome uh, to get uh, on yeah, to your I'll next thing. Talk. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, thank guys. You thank very you very much. Way to go, Alec. We're pleased to be joined by the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach race winner, Alexander Rossi, driving the number 27 Napa Auto Parts Honda for Andretti Autosport. Alex, we spoke yesterday about what it was going to take to break that pattern of, of not having a repeat winner here in quite a while, and it seems like you found something that did that. What was that thing that you found? I don't think it's anything specific. It was just a, a good, a good uh, Friday night for us to really kind of find our feet um, and, and what we needed, and uh, we were able to, to get a race car I was really happy with. And, and so, as I said yesterday, winning the poll um, you know, is, is huge. Uh, come Sunday because it allows you to to hopefully be in front leaving turn one and and really just control the race from there and you can run your own strategy and your own pace and, and really dictate um, what the rest of the field does so we're able to do that and obviously can't do it without uh, a fantastic crew car um, no mistakes great great strategy all day from Rob and um, yeah it's awesome to be able to to really I think kickstart um, our year uh, we've had you know, good pace, but just haven't had the results. So this is what we've been looking for. In a series that it, everybody talks about how, how competitive and how tight the field is, it's so rare to have a race where you have this sort of a gap on second place. What does that mean to you as a driver to, to have that? And, and does it even change your mentality a little bit when you're doing the race and, and not wanting to, to mess up and let that gap mm -hmm. get closer? That's a fair question, but I mean, you, you just got to stay in the zone and stay focused because, you know, a lot of mistakes actually happen when you try and go slower because um, you, you're so used to driving at 10 tenths and, you know, you just kind of stay in that rhythm and, um, you know, yeah, it's, it, it is rare, as you said, um, but you cherish those days when, you know, you can kind of just go out there and, and have a lapping session and, and not to have too much stress and they're hard to come by. Probably it happens once every couple of years. So I love today and... Um, you know, I, I definitely won't get used to it, though. It's certainly not something that is going to happen week in and week out. Questions for Alex. Yes, Patrick. Okay, towards the, or the last stint, uh, we heard you reporting that the, those tires weren't exactly perfect per versus previous sets, and it turned out to be a slight heat issue in the left front brake. Was that getting a little particular on what might be going on you know, when you have a giant lead starting to worry about something that's not that you normally if you were running fifth with two cars around you you wouldn't even have noticed um not really i mean i i'm glad that there was an answer right instead of it just me wondering what was what was different and um when i knew it was a a brake temp thing you know you just back off the braking zone and, and find lap time you know a little bit differently and 
that's what we did and um, conserved it. I mean, the street courses is always demanding on, on brake temperature. It's, it's something we all always have to deal with is managing that um, throughout the day. Um, but I was talking to, to some of the other guys after the race, and um, I think the track just got greasy. So it was more than just a left front brake thing. I think everyone kind of struggled on that last stint there with the track temps going up and such. Oh, no, no. Gap kept getting bigger, so it was fine. Robert, question up front. Alex, um, yesterday when I asked you about being the first to repeat here in a while since 2007, you, you downplayed it a little bit, saying that any IndyCar win is, is, is something to enjoy. But now that you've done it, do you think any differently? What are your, what are your thoughts about repeating? Not really, no. I mean, it's uh, it's good we were able to go execute today. We needed that, and uh, the whole team needed it. Kind of as a, it's just a confidence morale boost going into the month of May. Um, you know, but as I said before, we would have taken that at Barber, or Coda, or wherever. So it's obviously great to do it here in a place with so much history. To do it with year one as accurate as the title sponsor of the event in a Honda car is is amazing. And um, a huge congrats to everyone at Honda and HPD to to give us the tools to do that today. But. I mean, I don't care about two in a row or, or whatever. It's just about winning as many races as we can. Jenna? Hey, Alex, I've got two questions. Um, the first one, it, I, I hear what you say, um, but in addition to two in a row, you're the only the eighth driver with multiple wins here, and the list is pretty impressive. It's got Mario and Al Jr. and Alex Zanardi. So, and Mike Conway, Bruce wants you to know. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm wondering, does that mean anything to you? You haven't been around very long, and you're, you won the 100th India 500, and now you're, you're, you're joined this list. I mean, do those things mean anything to you at this point? I mean, I think the fact that we won last year and, and kind of you get to walk. I walked out and saw your face, you know, kind of in bronze or whatever the medal is. I don't want to say what it is. I don't know. Um, but on the podium is, is very cool because, again, very similar to the 500. You're next to legendary names in the sport, and, and that's special in and of itself. Um, when you're in the moment and you're just here to, to try and, and maximize what you can do, you don't really think about the history of it. Um, if you ask me that question in, in a couple of weeks or next year, it, it probably will have more magnitude. But I think the biggest accomplishment was just winning one of them, right? And uh, the fact that we ticked that box last year was, was hugely special. And um, to couple that with the 500, as you said, and having my face on, on the Borg Warner Trophy as well next to the best names in motorsports, um, it's hard to, to quantify which means more, right? It's just all very cool to be able to be a part of that. And also, you mentioned on the television broadcast that your grandfather passed away. Yeah. I didn't know if you could if you wanted to or could share any details you, you just learned, I guess, today? Yeah, no, I got an email from a, a cousin of mine this morning, so that was kind of a, sh a shock n news. I mean, he was, he was getting old, so it wasn't a, a huge surprise, but um, he was someone that uh, looked up to a lot, and we had this thing called the Straight Arrow Club, which he taught me as a young kid to like not like do anything stupid, just keep the arrow straight. So uh, I guess I'm now kind of the president of that club since he's, he's moved on. <laughs> Uh, yesterday. Our condolences on that, Thank Alex. You. Bruce? Why is star uh, starting on the pole so important in this series over other series? Well, what other series are you referring to? Well, okay. I mean, Cup, there's so much that goes on, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, 
but Formula One it matters, so Formula E it matters, I don't know. I think it matters in everything except Cup, which is very different than what we do. But why, I mean, here it seems like, you know, whenever you win a poll, you're going to, whenever you win a poll especially, it seems like you're going to go on and win the race, and just why is that such a huge advantage? Well, I mean, you know, we, these cars, when you're following behind someone else, you have quite a big um, aero deficit, a big aero disadvantage. And on the road and street courses without long straightaways, um, you know, it's hard to follow. And so having clean air, I mean, allows you to, to look after your tires. You're not having the dirty air that's creating kind of understeer or oversteer. Um, you're not having to push as hard because the guys behind you are struggling with said arrow wash, so that's why on the ovals it doesn't really matter, right? But on the run street courses, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Nate? Uh, just for the purposes of uh, accuracy, Alex, your grandfather's name with spelling, if possible? Or? Uh, Donald. Mm -hmm. I think you can spell that. It's like yep. duck. And Russell, R-U-S-S-E-L-L. -L. Okay. And uh, yesterday... Bruce asked you a question in which he said, you know, this is a very difficult track to pass. And you said, I don't know how true that is. I don't think it's that hard to pass. And I tweeted that. And of course, the reactions from some fans was, well, yeah, he dominated from the poll last year. Of course, it's not that hard for him to pass. And this year, you dominate again from the poll. Is it hard to pass? I mean, do you know if it would be? Because you haven't really been in that position. Well, I mean, yeah. I yeah, in 17, I had to race um, from six, and we were fighting for the lead. So, yeah, I passed quite a few cars in 17. Yes, Mark. Um, Alex, um, although it appeared to be a Sunday drive for you, um, did you have any close calls? Because I recall coming out of the pits on one of your pit stops, you went around a, a, a car in the, in the fountain on the mountain outside, if I recall. I thought that was you. Was that a close, did I see that right? And was that a close moment? Was that a hairy moment? Um, I, I was on track and Max was coming out of the pits. So I think he was kind of letting me go. So now it, it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, you always have some moments that are critical, right? I mean, the start and the restart, Scott was alongside me both times. So we had to make sure that we, you know, executed that and were able to get them on the brakes, which we did. And then, um, you know, the outlaps are always very tricky. Um, and you're with other cars and you want to make sure you keep your track position, but don't obviously make a mistake. So those are hard. And then um, there was one car, Marcus, where I struggled to get by and he was a lap down and it took us a while to get by him. So that was challenging as well, but minimal things. I mean, it was a pretty smooth day other, other than that. Yes, sir. Alex, you said yesterday the qualifying lap was exponentially more difficult uh, than others. Was today the exact opposite being that much easier in the race? I mean, I don't know that it's ever easy. I think we got lucky that um, we were able to get through some traffic and, and Joseph was held up for, for a bit. So, I mean, from that standpoint, we were able to build a gap, but um, it's never easy. It's just, uh, yeah, we had... We didn't have a whole lot of pressure, whereas last year, I mean, we didn't really either until the, the late restart, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, you still have to go quick, right? I mean, there, there are a bunch of really fast guys behind you, so you can't relax at all. Any other questions for Alex? Yes, JC. Hi, Alex, JC Agajanian. Uh, we spoke Saturday, and after the first session, you spoke of the track being dusty. Of course, we've had winds, Southern California winds. Uh, 
and you weren't pleased with that. Um, today, you were leading by 12 seconds or more, I believe. How many? You were way out in front. Did you adjust your car to the track, or did the track come to you? Um, well, I think that question was Friday after we got a puncture. So that was, no, I mean, that was just Friday morning. The rest was, it was very normal. So I think we, we had to change a little bit of the car just in general um, Friday night, but it had nothing to do with track dirtiness. It was just um, a little bit different conditions than we had last year. Thank you. Any final questions for Alex? Yes, Jenna, and then a question over here. Alex, when you're leading, when your day is so perfect as it seemed today, um, how, how are you personally? Are you able to stay focused or do you start worrying about hearing gremlins and, and you know, worrying about what could happen? Um, I don't know that you worry about what, can, what could happen. You just start to leave, especially around a track like this, margins, right? Like, you know, there's quite a few corners where to get the maximum lap time, you have to be like right up against the wall, you know, at entry, apex, and exit. Um, you leave half a car width, right? So it's not so much worrying about the car itself. It's just there's no need to, to kind of use every inch of the racetrack in a, in a situation like that. Um, you can't back off, but you just leave a margin for error in case for whatever reason you have a lapse in judgment and you have a bit of an oversteer or whatever, you don't slap the wall, right? Um, but other than those kind of thoughts of just being smart, there's not really anything that, that changes. Um, you know, you, you still drive the car to, to it's pretty much, instead of driving at 101% of its capabilities, drive it at 97, so by no means are you, are you relaxed. Um, in years past, we've had, well, last year, for example, we actually had a brake issue, so that was more of a panic than this year, whereas everything on the car was great. Um, we knew what our gap was and our margins, and it was just kind of cruising. So you, you do have times when it's like that, but today wasn't that day. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, Alex, we talked last week about how much you like the atmosphere here. Nice day for you. Beautiful day out in front. Were you able to soak up the sights and sounds a little bit here in Long Beach? I mean, no. Uh, I guess on the, on the lap um, that we do in the trucks after the driver introductions, it was amazing to see the, the kind of crowd reaction and, and the fan turnout and um, everyone looked like and sounded like they were having a really good time. But um, no, in the race car year, Joseph said he was looking around. He, like we were, <laughs> I don't know, who knows if this is true, it probably is. But he said uh, to Scott and I, yeah, no, I was, I was looking around during the race and like no one left, so they must have enjoyed it. So, <laughs> good for him, I, I was not uh, spectating on the spectators. So. But yes, uh, it's an amazing event. Um, as I said before, it's a, it's a, it's a whole, entertainment weekend experience, and I think Long Beach does that very, very well. Any last questions for Alex? Alex, congratulations. Thanks. Thank you.